I used to roll back woods, rip the dawns, good wherever he goes. One million and one flows, depositing dough. Set you down with the mafia family, let me know. Yeah, number one, I don't do number two. They watching how I do, because I'm really hood. Red hoodie, gold jewelry, too groovy, might lose me. Don't approach with the foolery, keep the two on me, homie. You don't know me, rip the dawn, the one and only. Yo, what's going on? It's your main man, Rick the Dawn. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by, drum roll please, brokenheartshirts.com. That's where I got these dope hoodies at. Go check it out. Now, today we're talking about being single. Single and ready to mingle. Not necessarily single and happy. I do know we do have some people out there that are single and happy. And you know what? I ain't mad at you. My goal by the time we depart from this episode is to help, you know, if you if you are truly ready to be in a relationship, I really want to help you. You know, want to I want to give you a little bit of guidance. And it's not because I'm a relationship expert. It's because I was single and I'm not single. And I have a different perspective on relationships now that I've been in two marriages. I was married for four years and that marriage broke down eventually. And then I am currently remarried. So let's talk about this real quick. We're gonna break this down into molecules. If you know anything about my style, then you know that I like to break down subject matter and break it down and figure out what's at the heart of it. When it comes to being single, I think the very first thing I would like to discuss are the pros and the cons. The pros, they're pretty obvious. When you're single, you have freedom. You don't have anybody telling you, you know, calling you on a, on a regular basis. Most importantly, you're not responsible for somebody else's feelings. And I think that that by itself can be very liberating. You're not worried about hurting anybody and you're really ultimately responsible for yourself. You can go out on dates with random people. There's a thing you know, such as not being bored. When you're single, you get tired of somebody, you just ghost them and keep it pushing. I think being single in this current climate with these new apps and these websites and things like that, being single has never been funner, <laughs> right? So you got all that going on, you got social media, you can post your little sexy pictures on IG and you don't gotta worry about nobody getting upset about it and you know, giving you the little mean eyes or whatnot. So that kind of stuff right there is certainly a pro. I think the most underrated part about being single and it's something that I will tell anybody to do, even if you're someone who does not like the idea of being single, the most underrated part about being single is that you get a chance to work on yourself. I think a lot of people miss that part. They rush in relationships, and then once the relationship falls apart, they rush into another one. And it's like, wait a minute, give your, yourself a chance to work on yourself. I do remember distinctively being in between marriages. My first one had just broken down, and I had a lot of time to think. And one thing that I did try to do, and I'm not sure how successful I was at it, was I tried to get back in shape. I mean, one thing about being in a marriage that I really caution anybody who gets in one at some point, is not to let yourself go. I think I have ballooned up to about 235 pounds, like right now, if you wanna get a, uh, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about like 221, 222 pounds right now. But I, I ballooned up to 235, was pretty out of shape, and I wasn't going to the gym, I wasn't doing any of that, any of that type of stuff, and I believe it, be, it was because I was comfortable. And that is something that happens when you're married. So when you're you know, in between marriages or you're single, that is something that I recommend. Go to the gym, you know, figure out, and actually that happened naturally for me. Once um, I was back in a situation where I would have to date again, I had to reassess myself and say, 
how do I, I mean, it's been a while since I've been in the game. I had to, you know, look at myself. I'm like, goodness gracious, I'm like super fat. <laughs> you know, um, what else, man? It was, it was so much. And more importantly, my hustle wasn't right. Now, I was in school and trying to get money that way. But I mean, like my, my, my independent entrepreneur hustle, that wasn't where I wanted it to be. And what I immediately did was start hitting the gym up, start doing a little diet or whatnot. And um, that's how I met my, my, my wife now. And I believe it's because I started to work on myself. I started going to the gym. Um, I even got my teeth fixed, got braces. There's like a, at least two years in which every video I did, I have braces on. I got rap videos with braces on. It's just like I was working on myself, trying to get myself back in date and shape. Let's talk about the cons, the cons of being single. I believe that being lonely. I don't know if there's any other cons that I need to talk about. Anybody that does not like being single, this is easily the biggest issue right here. Certainly. Even with my first wife, or I should say prior to meeting my first wife, I remember just being depressed. And it's weird how it works. When you're single, being alone can be depressing. But when you finally get somebody, <laughs> being with somebody can be depressing. Because now, like I said, you got all those things that you have to you know, compensate for. Their feelings, their emotions, their jealousies. It's a lot of stuff that comes with being with somebody because you have to meld these two personalities together. When you're single, you think that you'll be able to do that without a problem. And the problem is, it's not so not so easy, is it? So yeah, I, I remember battling being lonely, being in my dorm room, and just like, yo, it's it's probably 60,000 women within my radius, and I can't talk to any any of them. And I was the kind of person that said, look, you know what? Put, your, put some clothes on, go to the student center. I, I guess for the average person, they would say, go to the club. I didn't do clubs like that, and I didn't really have any in my vicinity. So I would say, go to the student center, you know, go to the library, go where you think women might be, go to the grocery store and just any, anybody you, you, you vibing with, you feel, go approach them. Now, if you from Detroit, Michigan, like myself, and I'm not telling you anything new, but in my era, in my zone and the people I grew up with, when we see women, we like, we go approach them. I think this new generation is a little bit different and that's not shade. I believe they are used to texting and swiping and all that. I'm still not with that particular approach when it comes to a young lady. For me, I gotta if I if I'm interested, I'm gonna go right to right to her face. And for me, that's always been my go-to. So being single, I would always say, you know what, just go outside and see if you can find somebody. Stick, sticking with the whole in-between marriage thing. I remember being single after my first marriage, and I kind of just went crazy. And the strange thing about it was after I had, you know, <laughs> spread it myself around a, a couple places, I realized something. I desire more than that physical intimacy. I desired emotional intimacy. And I didn't think that would be the case. I guess you can align that with being a kind, being lonely, needing and desiring physical intimacy. Sometimes sexual intercourse is just not enough. Sometimes being on the phone with a random stranger, though it might be exciting, especially for the first few phone calls, at some point it does lose its zest. It's not as exciting. And you do, in a lot of ways, want to be with someone on a consistent basis. Can we please point out why, and I guess you can also align this with a con, but we have to discuss the financial aspects, especially if you're a man and single. We know what women do. My wife told me, so you can't deny it, my wife told me. She told me that she had a, a whole roster. I never heard of it, but apparently women got like three or four guys and they'll go on a date just to eat. <laughs> like I heard, I heard that that's what they be doing, man. It's crazy. So they got this whole system, guys, where they go on dates with people just to eat. And um, I know that because one of the ladies that I dated in between my marriage or marriages, 
I took to Olive Garden. But that's what's going on. That's what's that's what I'm hearing they do. So from a financial aspect, being single and going on going on all these dates is an investment. And unfortunately, it's an investment that is not really paying off unless, like I said, you know, that investment has led to something that you like in terms of a kiss or what have you. But if you're going on dates and then she ghosts you, then that's a wasted investment. I'm sure that you could have found a better way to invest or spend 50 bucks. And I would argue that with, with females, it's also an, an investment, probably one that's more pricey. If you are a woman who is going on these dates and you do find yourself in situations where you're romantically involved, and I do know that that happens. I've watched a lot of like re reality TV shows where they go on these dates, they get, they get kind of wasted, you know, to my young ladies, and then they wake up the next morning like, I can't believe what I did. That's an investment, probably one more, more, uh, more important than finances, you know, a bodily investment. And that can cost you in a lot of different ways. I do like that about being married. I think I do think that that is something that is underrated in marriage. When I spend money on my wife, it's almost like spending money on myself. If I take my wife out to eat, even if I don't eat anything, which is never the case, but if it were the case, I still feel good because I, I helped and I fed and I nurtured somebody that I love. Somebody who's gonna be there tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? So when you're investing in anything, a company, or whatever the case might be, you want that particular thing, person or entity to stay around because you, you want to make sure your money, you, you get a return on your investment. It sounds bad, but that's essentially what happens. And the return for me, like I said, in investing in my wife and her, you know, her happiness and things of that nature, it doesn't have to be financial. It can be her in turn investing in my happiness. When we finally went on, when we went on our first date, I told her, I said, hey, let me know what we're doing. I think maybe uh, the second time that we went out or the second day that we talked after going on a date, I kind of just like asked her, like, hey, what are we doing? Because I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I was being led on or misled. And I'm very thankful that she was as real as I, I, I am. And she just told me, like, hey, I, I do like you enough to date you exclusively. And once we took that step, it, you know, we was on mon the money train. We was good. So I know whatever I'm spending on her, whatever she's spending on me, it is what it is. When it comes to dating, like I said, they got a little roster. My wife told me. Now I tricked my wife. I got my wife. She wasn't able to go on a dinner date with me because when I talked to her that one night, I said, look, um, how about you come to my house and I cook for you? That was risky because, I mean, we, we live in a world where you can't trust anybody, right? So naturally she should have, I don't know why she didn't, but she should have said, you know what? That's a little too forward. It's a little bit too soon. But my wife is ex-military or retired military. So I'm assuming that she thought she could handle herself. And I believe she could have. But the point is, I saved a lot of money. I saved some money that day. We know what you know what we did? We went to my house. We had like a little deal. I said, you bring a bottle of wine. I'll bring a bottle. Uh, actually, I'll have a bottle of wine because it was, it was my house. So she brought her wine over. I had my wine. And you know, that that's what we connected over. She had her, her thing, her flavor of wine. So she like, I like my champagne. And we just kind of, you know, melded our worlds together. I made tilapia, rice, and mixed vegetables <laughs> and that that meal in its entirety probably cost me about 11 bucks talk about a win now uh she always pokes fun at that dinner date tries to make me feel bad but i always have to remind her like wait a minute that dinner date worked and i think you know in a way i think that it was reverse psychology a lot of guys when they meet a woman they like they spend all this money to try to impress them and try to get them to like them or what have you and i think the fact that i wasn't so easily manipulated to spend my money my hard-earned money and i had the confidence to actually cook and things like i think all of that stuff melted together to be something rather positive and uh i don't regret it obviously i don't regret it um this episode will not just be about my stories and my adventures believe it or not my goal is to help you 
if you are someone who wants to be in a relationship, I would like to give you the opportunity or I would like to work with you in finding your person. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds. Go grab some paper and pencil. And we're gonna take, you know, I want you to take some notes. I'm gonna ask you some basic questions that if you are truly serious about finding somebody, you will be able to answer these questions. So I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds. Go grab you some pencil and paper and I'm gonna ask you some basic and general questions. All right. questions and all I need you to do is write a response and you're not going to share this list with me obviously because <laughs> I'm all the way in Michigan and you're somewhere else so here we go number one whether you're a male writing a list to find a female or you're a female writing a list to find a male either way it's fine with me number one what do you want this person to look like I want you to write this down this is something that I did I actually did this and you'll be surprised how well this works a lot of people don't know that this works but when you get your ideas and your thoughts down on paper it will help you specify a little more accurately what you're looking for okay so what do you want this person to look like now don't don't give me I want him to look like you know don't give me beyond I want him to look like Tyrese I want her to look like Beyonce you know, no you know be be 
realistic. What do you want this person to look like? Okay, I want you to actually envision this person. And based on your vision, write that down. Do you uh do you like light skin, dark skin, bald, uh long hair, dreads, green eyes, brown eyes? We need specifications right now. All right. Number two, do you want this person? to be older or younger. That is something that you need to be able to specify. And that is important. My wife is older than me. And you know what we're doing? We're doing this exact same thing that you do on dating sites. A lot of times you have to put in your criteria and they will help weed these people out. And while I'm here, I'll say this. Dating sites are magical. They are beautiful. If you're in the dating scene, you can't do much better than a dating app. I met my wife on Plenty of Fish. I'm not sure if POF is still out there. I know it was five years ago. Cause I've been married for about what five six years at this point all right but number three what kind of style do you want this person to exude you want them to be hood you want them to have a kind of swagger you want them to be a nerd you want them to be quiet loud you know these are very important things you want them to be a bookworm independent from the streets I mean you gotta specify do you want that person to be a introvert or extrovert I believe this is like question number five introvert meaning they don't talk a lot extrovert is that person that is the life of the party those are great people to be around now right, moving on to number five income now this is very tricky because i know your natural inclination is to say i want somebody with a lot of money i mean come on let's be realistic you have to also consider where you are in life if you don't have a lot of money then taper your expectations don't lower them but just make them more realistic um do you want this person already to be established and be careful what you ask for here because if you want somebody that's already established they're not going to have the time to play around with you and while you while you get yourself established all right you want a millionaire then you better be able to handle a millionaire because one of my least favorite things is when people ask for a person that they can't handle i want a manly man and then when he get there and he he's setting up borders in your house and telling you telling you what to do and telling you to do that and you better do it you can't you can't renege at that point because you want a manly man well you know what a manly man is very ruthless in, in some cases um i want to i want a father figure to me for my son okay now when he come in there and start telling your son what to do don't be trying to fight for your son's safety no nah, don't tell him that rufus you can't do that it's too late now you ask for a, a manly man i want a roughneck all right when he come in there he start throwing elbows at you you see what i'm saying so be careful what you asking for i want a millionaire okay do you know you might want to say you want a faithful millionaire because just getting a millionaire might not be what you really want baby that millionaire might have a little role call of chicks that he can call out of his rolodex you know you got to be specific if you ever watch any of those movies that have a, gen a genie in it you always see they always play tricks on people because y'all don't be specific enough you got to be specific all right anyway income how many how, how much we talking about annually i saw a uh, video where a young lady said that someone making a hundred thousand dollars a year was not enough or do you want somebody that's you know you know still just just still coming up that way y'all can share your stories together and and build each other up when you have one person established financially and the other one isn't they look down on you it just is what it is all right number six weight what do you want them to weight and this is a very interesting question because people have different preferences i think we live in a time where preferences are not understood because you have a lot of especially women going out and trying to make themselves look like whatever they saw in some magazine and what i mean by that is getting transplants and surgeries it's like wait a minute you're actually in, in a lot of ways you're making yourself less attractive to the person who would naturally find you attractive it's really crazy because some people do prefer a woman with more weight we don't all want this toothpick i remember being in high school and people being furious with who i was dating i had this one girl come up to me and say why are you dating her you can do better than that i said do better than that like who she said like me i said wow okay so you hating the point is you better pick somebody you like you're the one who, who who will have to deal with that person so be specific here what do you want them to weight you want them to be smaller you want them to be uh heavier uh you want them to be heavy in certain places small in other places 
Be specific, all right? Moving on to number seven. I'm pretty sure you can figure this out. Height. How tall? Wait, see, so you really want me to put that down? I do, because the more specific you are, I believe the more likely you are to find the person you want. And you're not just dating random people. Moving on to number eight, very important question. Do you want this person to have kids? Very important question. Don't underestimate this part. Kids are a very, very serious thing that you must, or entity that you must consider. I wanna give my wife credit because when she met me, I had a daughter and she didn't give me any issues about it. But um, I think you have to be very specific here. And some of you may be open to it. Maybe not, like I don't really prefer it, but if it happens, it happens. Moving on to number nine, personality. Kind of goes back to the introvert, extrovert argument. What kind of personality do you want this person to have? Personality and the level of uh, introvertness or extrovertness are a little bit different. Personalities, what kind of person are they? Um, My personality is very diversified. I, you know, people believe in zodiac signs and I don't. I believe that on any given day, I can be any of these different, you know, whatever they pose to represent. I, I often forget what they represent. I, I think I started forgetting when somebody told me I was a Pisces. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, so what is a Pisces? Oh, it's a fish? Interesting, because I can't swim. So once I, once I heard that, I was done with zodiac signs. And I realized it was something for high school kids or something like that. It was nothing that I would take past the age of 13. How am I a fish and I can't swim? I'm done, moving along, moving along. Um personality what kind of person are they and i'm very diversified my, my wife is very happy and that's the kind of person i wanted when i wrote my list i want somebody that's happy because i need someone to be able to leverage my stoic approach i'm very linear i don't come with a lot of different you know and a lot of times my personality is very linear so i was very clear about wanting someone who was a little more happy or a little more louder uh extrovert that kind of thing moving on to our final one spirituality you want an atheist you want somebody that's a christian a muslim you definitely have to consider this i can't tell you enough how important this particular component is i once dated a, a um she was an atheist and if you don't know i i identify i identify as a christian you know <laughs> our relationship was clearly all physical it was all about physical attraction i found her attractive she found me attractive and um that's what led our relationship and unfortunately that's also why it crumbled and didn't survive because the foundation which is often what you believe in you know usually the relationships that go longer it's primarily because those two people have very similar moral compasses they have very similar things that they believe in when your spiritual your spirituality is not aligned most likely that relationship relationship is not going to work if your morality code is not aligned if you believe that stealing is wrong and they think stealing is good at some point y'all gonna clash so i hope you got your list because i'm about to help you get this person i gotta tell you a story i went to the dentist one day a lady was telling me how she couldn't find a man or whatnot. And I did what I always do, tried to help. She told me her struggles with finding a mate. And I did what I always tried to do. I helped her, I tried to help her out. So I asked her these questions. I said, what kind of person are you looking for, right? I, I had her break this whole, this guy down. And then I grabbed her hand and I told her what the Bible says. If two come together in agreement, it shall be done. That's what the Bible says. If two people come together and they touch and agree on a particular subject, it shall be done. So what I did was I prayed with her. We both went to God and Christ and we both asked God, Christ, for a mate for her. <laughs> you think I'm lying, I'm not. If you know anything about getting braces, after they do a couple little tune-ups, you gotta leave, come back in about, you know, two weeks, whatever. So two weeks passes and I prayed, like I said, I prayed with her. You know, I always pray with people, it is what it is. I came back two weeks later and she had the biggest smile on her face. She said, you will not believe it. I, I I found somebody like two or three days after we talked. She showed me pictures of, pictures of the guy. He was like, he wasn't, I mean, he was like a, a bigger dark skinned guy. And I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm like, I know what the Bible says. I've been on the receiving end of a lot of great things and miracles. I know that that word is 
that business. I know it's real. But at the same time, I didn't expect it to work that fast. You know, sometimes you have ideas that you want, but for God, it's not the time. He might have to put you through a couple more things before he gives you that person. I was surprised it worked so fast. We're talking about, about, about two weeks. And she told me she met him about three days later. So that brought this new thing to my mind. I'm like, okay, you got your guy. But here's the thing. And this is what I told her. You know what's more important than finding your mate? I said, keeping them. A lot of people forget that part. And that's a very important part. Yes, finding your mate is important. It's awesome. It feels amazing when you finally do. Trust me when I tell you this. She was extremely excited. I think I had convert converted her to Christianity at that point. <laughs> because I told her what it was. I said, if two come together and pray, they'll pray to Jesus about it, it will be done. That's what the Bible says. And you have you have to believe it. That's a cap that's a caveat. In order for it to work, you gotta believe it. Hey, I told her what it was, I told her what was gonna happen, and then in three or four days time. She found a guy, and he was a not. He was a great, a great guy. It wasn't like she just found some dude at the at the club, and they did their thing, and you know he hanging around. No, she sounded like she was ready to marry this guy. So I had to say pump your brakes a little bit because there was more to the equation that needed to be understood. I said getting the person was cool. I'm glad you were able to, you know, to do that. But keeping them is tough, and I learned that from what my first marriage. I did a list. I prayed about it, and you know what the Lord did. He gave me a woman. No, I'm sorry. He gave me a wife. But you know what I didn't do? Can you guess? I did not continue my prayer. I got what I wanted and I and I and I uh I forgot to water the plant. Like I prayed for a good harvest. I prayed for plants and and, and beautiful corn and a, a cornfield. But I didn't pray for the part, you know, I didn't pray for the continuation of that progress. I didn't pray to uh, sustain it. I didn't keep that prayer going. So here's what I have to say. Once you get your person, don't forget about the most important part. Continue to pray. And I told her that. I said, yes, we prayed. We got your guy. That's what God does. I'm just a little, I'm just a vessel for him. I work for him. A lot of people sell their soul, sell their souls to the devil. I gave my, my soul to God. So I had to tell her, I said, listen, we got your guy. We got your, we got your little, your, your man, right? Cool. I'm happy for you. But you've only completed 50% of the equation because now you have to continue to pray. You have to continue to nurture that relationship because if you stop, that relationship will die. And I know that better than anybody because I lost a whole wife and it was terrible. I always tell people I had an amazing marriage and it only took one week for it to be destroyed. And I, I'll take the blame for that. I feel like I prayed for her. I got her there, but I didn't do the work to sustain that. I didn't do the prayer. I didn't pray after that. You got to pray. Do you not understand that? You got to pray that, uh, you know, uh, what what are some things I pray for my, with my wife right now? I thank God for her, number one. You got to be thankful for that person. Finding love is one of the most beautiful things you can do. I mean, it just brings so much uh, value and seasoning to your life. It makes your life more fruitful. When you go to bed, you know somebody's there. I mean, you can't replace that. That's irreplaceable once you get your person because you're going to get your person because i'm i'm here with you and i i've, I've proved i have proven results when it comes to helping people find a person you got your list right say less now what we're going to do is we're going to pray i'm going to pray with you real quick okay close your eyes our father who art in heaven let me say that again who art in heaven <laughs> i'm gonna do that again me and god got that kind of relationship don't even trip here we go our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Lord God, I'm not sure what you got me doing today, but you know how I roll. You know, I'm always going to do what you tell me to do. And um, this is what I feel like you need me to do or want me to do. It's to help people find their soulmate. To find somebody who will bring value to their lives. Not just these random hookups, which we already know are a bad investment, not only financially, but with regards to the soul. And you told me 
I've read that if two come together, two or more come together in your name, it shall be done if they believe. And I believe that the person that's listening to this podcast does truly believe that you have the power to do it. I've seen it already. They're about to see it if they truly believe. So I pray, Lord Father, that that list that they wrote down with those very specific ingredients, I pray, Lord Father, that you help bring that person to the person who made that list. And more importantly, Lord Father, I thank you for reminding them that once you do deliver that person, that they must continue to come to the source, which is you, to keep that person there and to keep that relationship intact. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that and you said, a man at the end, I believe it's going to happen if you believe it. If you don't believe it, this is just frivolous talk and uh, it is what it is. But take it from me. I mean, it's worked for me twice. For my second wife, you know I was praying. This time I knew better. I knew that once I got her, the work was not done. And uh, that's why I'm still married to this day. And I pray every day about my wife and for my wife. I'll be, I pray for her today. I'll be praying for her tomorrow and for the next 100 years. My last point. Have you heard of anybody who's been married for like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? I've heard of it. And you know who are often the people who have been married for that long? They're usually those old people from the 50s, 60s, 70s. 80s, right? And you want to know why? Because praying and prayer and going to church, that was more of the standard. Nowadays, people don't really do some of that stuff. They don't talk about it pub publicly. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have all these distractions and all this other stuff. Um, People were more discreet. People were more uh censored in terms of all these different things. Nowadays, everybody is out the closet and showing everything. We, they didn't have that. And I believe that that's what you kind of need to revert back to. I'm going to just tell you right now, the kind of person you are is the kind of person you're going to attract. So if you're out there at the club, you're going to get a club guy. And I don't know if you want that. So it goes back to what I said before. Work on yourself. Get yourself together mentally, physically, and spiritually. That way, when you get somebody, you'll know how to treat them. You'll be happy because you're happy within yourself. Nobody can bring you happiness. You have to be happy first. I believe if you do those things, you'll be successful. So I'm praying for you. I need you to pray for me as well. Like I said, I don't have the magic bullet when it comes to love. I just know that prayer works. And I also know that being respectful to the person that you want to be there for you and with you, it definitely works. So, um... With that being said, we're going to go ahead and end this, this particular episode. Thank you all for listening to the Really Hood Podcast, and I'm out.